Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for the gift and blessing of this day. We pray that you would speak to our hearts, that you would reveal yourself to us here, Lord, that you would help us to hear you and be transformed by hearing you, Lord God. Help us to have your word placed in our mouths and in our hearts and on our minds, Lord, that we might serve you faithfully. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Morning. It is good to see you all. Kids, I'm going to need your help in this sermon. Right? I need your help, because it is hard to get through. And so I need you guys to guide me through this thing. You think you can help me out? Thank you. I really appreciate it. All right, so I brought with me this. What is this? Yeah, a rollerblade, inline skate, roller skate, whatever you want to call it. Are these fun? Yeah. Yeah? No. Can you go fast on these? Can you go too fast on these? Yeah, right? If you knew you were never going to fall, would you need to wear a helmet? You would need to still because your mom and dad would say wear a helmet, right? But adults, sometimes we take a little liberty with ourselves, don't we? Right? And we might not wear a helmet because we think, oh, I'm not going to fall. Right? But the problem is, is that you're never really sure what's going to happen. You're never sure what you're going to run into. And so it's always good to wear one of these. What's this? Helmet. What's it do? It protects your head, yeah. And is your head important? Yes. Yes, exactly. All right, in your brains, yeah. And I've got an elbow pad or a knee pad. It's got princesses on it, which is really super helpful. Um, and do you wear these? Should you wear them, right, if you're, if you're rollerblading? Yeah, it's probably helpful. It's no fun to have a broken elbow, really, despite the press. It is not fun to break your elbow or your knee. All right, and then I've got some wrist guards, too. Right, because sometimes you fall on your hand, and concrete is not very fun to fall on, is it? Anyone ever fallen on pavement before or concrete? Oh, does it feel good? No, it takes a little of you every time you do it, doesn't it? Right? When you go rollerblade or ride your bike or skateboard, right, you have to go prepared, don't you? Because you're never sure exactly what's going to happen. And that's what Paul was talking to the Christians in this place called Ephesus about. It was about being prepared. Because the world can sometimes be challenging, right? It can be difficult in the world sometimes. Okay, so the place called Ephesus was on this end of this river called the Caster River, where it met the Aegean Sea. And that's, a, that's a, you don't need to remember that, right? It also was a place where all these roads met, three big trade routes. So there was a big port where the ships would come, and then all these people from all around the world would come through this place called Ephesus. And so do you think it was busy? Yeah, Yeah, super busy. 250,000 people, they think, lived there at the time, making it the fourth largest city of that era. Right? You've got Rome, Alexandria, Antioch, and then Ephesus. Right? But not everything that came into the city was super cool. Right? Sometimes bad things came in the city. Ephesus was also known as a place where there was a lot of magic and the occult, like bad stuff, right? Spiritual bad stuff. It was kind of like in the Harry Potter, right? The Death Eaters, right? the bad guys in the Harry Potter thing. That's what it was kind of like in that city Ephesus sometimes. It certainly is what was written about in the book of Acts was those challenges. In the face of those challenges, Paul comes in and he says, hey guys, Let's talk about how you can be safe even when it's dangerous out there. Right? He wanted the Christians to know that they could be safe no matter where they were 
or who they ran into. Is that an important lesson? Yes. Yes. Right? Our parents talk to us about how to be safe, right? We wear a helmet. We don't talk to strangers. You know, those kind of things. We let our parents eat all our Halloween candy, right? Those are ways we we stay safe, right? That's right. So Paul says to them, he says, Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. So where was the strength coming from? God, exactly. The strength was coming from God. He was the one who was protecting, defending, and giving them the power to be strong. Important. Let's remember that, okay? Paul warns them that their enemy in this battle is the devil. He says, For our strength is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. That's a lot of words to say that there's some bad stuff out there that we need to be protected against, right? Right? There's bad things out there that we need to be safe against because we don't want to get wrapped up in that stuff and have it take control of us. So Paul tells them there's a way to do that. There's a way to stay away from all that stuff. And he says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God. What is armor? Yeah, Jason, go ahead. That's right, absolutely. So on one side, there's armor hot dogs. Then on the other side, there's knight's armor. Which one do you think is better to protect you? That's right. Yes, what do you want to say? Metal. Yes, armor is very often made of metal. That's right. And why was it made of metal? Why didn't they make it of tuna fish? Yeah. Tuna fish is not strong. That's right. It does not stop many arrows. That's right. It's important for it to be made out of metal because it needs to be strong. Because, yeah, because you want it to protect you, right? There's important lessons being learned today. Yes, JT. Yes, you can sometimes find metal in dungeons. That is an excellent point as well. Absolutely. So, on sometimes armor polar bears, which is a terrifying thought. So let's get to now our next theme, right? Which is the first thing he tells them to put on is the belt of truth. Why the belt of truth? Why would you put that around your waist? Yeah. It does have something to do with the armor. What does a belt do, people? Hold your pants up, and that goes a long way to keeping yourself straight, safe, right? Absolutely. Right. Ask your parents about that later. Then, um, what else does a belt do? Yes. JT, what does a belt do? No, you just, you just giving a five back there? That's just encouragement? Okay, good. What else does a belt do? Yeah, Clay. A hula hoop, yes, that is also an interesting and important thing. Now, what else, a belt, like, what do you attach to a belt? A belt buckle, yeah? That's right, pan loop thing. Let's think about knights in armor. What would they attach? 
A sword! There you go. Where are you going to hang your sword when you're not using it except on a belt? Right? A belt also would support your back, too, because these were big belts, right? Not just little, like, fashion belts. These were big ones, right? They'd support you and protect you, protect your midsection. It was important. And so the belt of truth did that. The next thing was the breastplate of righteousness. Anyone know what a breastplate is? Charlotte? Yeah, it was this big, heavy, sometimes it was made of mail, but often it was made of metal, right? Metal. We had talked about the armor being made of metal, right? It was there, and it protected you. The front and the back, they would attach them together. So you're held in there like a sandwich. Like you were the peanut butter and jelly, it was the bread. And it kept you protected. And it's interesting because it says it's the breastplate of righteousness. Remember, all this stuff comes from God. So we trust that it's his righteousness that we put on us. Because his righteousness, is it good like half the time or a quarter of the time or all the time? All the time. Jesus Christ's righteousness is always righteous. If it was ours we were sticking on ourselves, it'd have holes in it. It'd be like Swiss cheese, right? And you do not want Swiss cheese or tuna fish for an armor, right? You're getting a nice sandwich here. I got some food on my mind apparently at this point. Right? But Jesus' righteousness is always there, always strong, always safe. And so when we allow God to fasten that righteousness, his righteousness on us, it protects us all the time. The next thing he says is shoes. He says, as shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. So does Paul really care about what kind of shoes that is you put on? No. Whatever it takes, right? It's kind of like when you're leaving the house and your mom and dad say, like, put on whatever shoes you can to get out of the house right now. (laughs) Right? Whatever shoes you've got, I don't care if they're mismatched, cowboy boots and a high heel, right? Put on whatever you can put on. Like, we got to go. It's time to go. Right? Time to go to class, whatever you have to go to. Gloves? Flip-flops. Yes, flip-flops are an excellent one. Whatever it takes, people. Paul's saying, don't let anything get in your way of proclaiming the gospel of what? Peace, he said. Peace. Isn't that interesting? Because when do you usually put on armor? For war. But what does Jesus say our gospel brings? Peace. Peace. The gospel of Jesus Christ brings peace. Because it reconciles, it, it makes us at peace with God. That's what the gospel does. Through the blood of Jesus, we are made right with God. And so it brings us peace. We fight in this world and we go to war for Jesus, not like in another country, but in our lives spiritually. We fight for him. We fight against evil in our lives. Right? That's what Paul is talking about here. But the way we fight is with the gospel of peace. Okay, so this making sense a little confusing, but stick with me. We'll get back to it, okay? Then he tells him to take a shield of faith. What does a shield do? There's lots. Okay, let me do somebody. Uh, uh, SC. Protects you. Protects you. That's right. It protects you. From what? Sarah? Someone else's sword or? No? Yeah? You think, go ahead. Dragons? Uh, yes. Yes, absolutely. In this example, yes. The devil is described as a dragon. Yes. Uh-huh. 
From what? Guns, yes. Paul did not yet know about those things, but he would have certainly used that as an illustration. Okay, yes, it protects you from all these things. In our passage, it says from the flaming arrows of the evil one. Right? Who wants to be protected from flaming arrows? Boy, I'll tell you what, if flaming arrows are coming my way, I want a shield and I want it to be good and fireproof. Right? Those are kind of recommendations on my part. And so this is the shield of faith. It's the faith that God gives us. This faith. And it will not be taken from us. It's insured in Jesus Christ and it can't be taken away. So when we love God and we've received Jesus as our Savior, it doesn't matter how many arrows get shot at us. It doesn't matter how many times the devil or evil tries to come after us. We will be safe and nothing can get through that shield. We can just curl up on the other side of that thing and we will be safe. That's cool, huh? Yes. Yes. That is a very good point. Yes, you're absolutely right. You could hide in there. Okay, and then the final thing he said. No, sorry. There's two more. Two more. Stick with me. The next one is the helmet of salvation. Why would you wear a helmet? Just go ahead and say it. Protect your head. Why does your head need to be protected? You can get another, can't you? That's the most important part of your body. Absolutely. Yeah, you need that thing. You need that head. That's right. And so the helmet of our salvation, that salvation is what God has done for us. He has saved us. When we are in Christ, our head is safe. Right? We put that thing on and it, there's nothing that can happen to that head. It can get knocked around and it will be safe. That is pretty exciting, huh? Okay, the next thing is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. What do you use a sword for? To fight. Yeah, you guys just say it. Fighting. Fighting. That's right. The, um, you know, everything else is all to protect you. And the sword you can use as a defensive weapon, but it also is something that you can go out and fight with, too, right? What do you want to say, Jason? Fighting for peace? Yeah, you are. Absolutely. Like, you can go out with the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You go out with the power of the Holy Spirit. And you go out equipped with the Word of God, which is the Bible, right? That's why we study the Bible. That's why we read from the Bible. That's why we preach from the Bible. That's why we go to Bible study and Sunday school. It's because we need to be trained up so that we can use the sword. We need to. If we go out with a little butter knife, is that good? Yeah, if you're going to have bagels, right? But if you're going to war, you want the sword, right? And you want to know how to use it and where, where to find the verses you need for the battle and where, who God really is and all that. That's all comes from practice and learning it. Okay, so today, today we live in a world that's not always nice to Christians. Right? If you go to the Middle East, like if you go into Iraq as a Christian, is it a nice place necessarily to be a Christian? No. Or Africa, some parts of Africa, it's very hard to be a Christian. Or parts of Asia, it's really hard to be a Christian. And people suffer for their faith in Jesus Christ. They depend daily on the armor of God, not on rollerblade armor. 
right? That wouldn't do them any good. Unless they're getting rocks thrown at them, that would be helpful. But like what's really going to protect them is the armor of God, and they know that. And they're in the practice of taking that armor upon themselves because they know what it is to be in danger, to be afraid. In America, I think we kind of get lazy. Right? We sit in front of the TV, we play video games, we go out to lunch, we do our things. We forget, we forget that there is a battle going on for our hearts, our souls, our minds, and not only ours, but everybody's. Yeah. What do you want to say, Jason? You're on it, man. That's right. It is good to remember, and it's important for us to wake up. Right? To wake up to that. We've gotten, I think, comfortable in our country. We get comfortable with our lives, like things are good. Most of us have food on the table at night. Like our parents are nice to us. Our, you know, like things are comfortable. Our football team does okay. You know, whatever it is that makes, it like our, it makes us feel happy. Right? And we forget that there's something bigger going on. Something that's not just me and my stuff. There is a war going on. And you and I, kids, you and me, and your parents and everybody, we're all soldiers in this battle together. We are all fighting, fighting for the good news to go out and be proclaimed. For people to know and love Jesus and to be set free by the gospel of peace. So do you think we can do this together, guys? Do you think you and I, do you think we can encourage each other? And we can all work together as a big team to go out into this world with our armor on to share the peace of Christ with others? What do you think? Yeah. It's a little scary and a little intimidating, but it's what is before us. It's the reality of the world in front of us. And my hope is that we, you kids, us adults, that we'll all encourage each other to go out armed with the armor of God, safe that this battle, though we might die in it, will not take our life eternally. That's guaranteed in Christ. Yes. And may we go out proclaiming the winsome and hope-filled gospel of jesus christ that he is the one who reconciles us to god and to one another may we go out singing songs of victory songs of joy and offering hope to others let's pray lord god thank you for this day thank you for your good news lord which has set us at peace with you which has reconciled us to you We pray, Lord God, that you would help us to go out into this world armed with your armor. Lord God, we pray that you would protect us as we go out into this world. Fill us with the hope of your gospel, and may we share that hope with others, that they might know you and love you. Help us, Lord God, to also train for the battle. Help us to encourage each other to study your word, to grow strong in that, Lord God. May we build up each other and encourage each other as we as we serve you and strive for you. And we pray that you would help us to serve you with joy in our lives, Lord. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.